we're going to talk about, as we continue in our series about voices, about hearing a distinct voice that changes the way we live. And that voice is the voice of the good shepherd. Who is the good shepherd? Jesus is. This is one of those easy church answers, right? Now, let me ask you this. This is not such an easy church answer. Do you know, do you hear, and do you follow the voice of the good shepherd? Some of you may say very quickly, yeah, for sure, I do that all the time. But I think the majority of some of you would probably say, that is the challenge for all of us. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. I'm going to be a little quicker tonight. I've got three things for you, and I'm going to jump in with the first one. It's John chapter 10. The first point, if you're taking notes, is this. Talking about Jesus, his sheep hear, or not sorry, his sheep know his voice. That's K-N-O-W. His sheep know his voice. Just like I knew very distinctly my pop's voice when he would say, Corey Jacob, we also, as sheep, ought to know the voice of the Lord. So I'm going to look at John chapter 10 with you guys. And we're going to start reading just a couple verses. The first one is John 10 verse 14. John 10 verse 14, it says this, I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus talking. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. So earlier in the chapter 10 of, or chapter 10 of John, it talks about how there is this personal calling by name that the shepherd has with his sheep. He knows them very dearly. Let me just go ahead and tell you right now, there is nothing in your life or about your life that Jesus does not know. He knows you. I was talking to someone today who told me, I just don't feel like anyone knows me or cares about me or sees me what I'm walking through right now. And I just couldn't, I wanted to get on a microphone and just say it as loud as I could, Jesus knows you. Jesus sees you. Jesus cares about you. Some of you in this room might need to hear that good news that Jesus knows you in a very intimate and real way. He knows all the hairs on your head. He knows how old you are. He knows how many times you've accidentally wet the bed at night. He knows everything about it, right? He knows everything about you, the good, the bad, the ugly. And this is what he says is, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. So much so that he would lay down his life for you. And that's what we celebrated last week with Easter. So now here's the question. If there's the God of all creation, the good shepherd, the one who has laid down his life for you, knows everything about you, let me ask you, how much do you know about the Lord? And I'm not talking about like knowledge. I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, he, he did this or he's done that. I'm saying, do you know him in a personal way? Do you know him as the Lord and Savior of your life? Do you know his voice? There's a, there's a passage in 1 Samuel. I'm not gonna go there, but I'm gonna tell you the story of it. There's a young boy. His name is Samuel. 
And he was studying and living in the house of Eli. And Eli was, was one of the priests or the prophets of that day and was speaking all the time. Was a, he was just a godly guy. But he lived right there amongst Jerusalem with the, the temple. And Samuel literally slept right there alongside the temple and the Ark of the Covenant. All the, he slept right there in the midst of where the Lord was working and moving in so many different ways. And he lived with this godly guy that everyone loved, Eli. Yet here's the deal. In the middle of the night, as he was sleeping, he was getting a good snooze in, all right? And also in the middle of the night, he hears these words calling to him. He hears someone calling out Samuel. And he gets up and he runs over to Eli's room where Eli was sleeping. And he says, Eli, what, what do you need from me? And Eli says, Samuel, I didn't call for you. Go back to bed. And so Samuel grabs his blankie and walks back over to his bed. I don't know if he had a blankie or not. I'm just using imagination. But Samuel goes back to bed, goes back to sleep, and he wakes up again. Here's someone calling his name, Samuel. So he gets up and he goes back over to Eli. Eli, what's up? What do you need from me? And he's like, I didn't call you, man. You need to go back to bed. And he's like, man, this Eli guy, I know he called me. So he was calling me for sure. He goes back to bed, goes back to snooze again, and hears it again, the Lord calling him, Samuel. And he's like, Eli, my goodness. So he goes back and he says, Eli, what are you, you waking me up? What you need, man? What are you calling me up for? It's three o'clock in the morning. I'm going to get some za. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Uh, and, and this is what Eli says. He says, next time you hear the Lord calling you, say, yes, Lord, your servant is here. What do you want to say? Like, that's what he's, I'm giving you the, the middle school version of that. So Samuel goes back to bed. And again, in the middle of the night, he hears the Lord calling him Samuel. And he says, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. Have y'all heard that before? Here's the deal. Samuel was around the temple. He was around the godly people. He was around the laws of the, of the scriptures that you would read all the time. He was around all these things, but he did not know or recognize the voice of the Lord. I think that if we were real honest we would have to ask ourselves the same question. Are we around a lot of godly things but don't really know the voice of the Lord? Do you? Can you tell me in your life examples of when you've known the Lord was speaking to you in a unique way? Whether it be from scripture or prayer or through godly counsel? Can you think of that? I think for all of us, we must rest with the fact that we've got to tune our ears to know the Lord's voice. And if some of you in the room right now are like, my goodness, I feel like I'm just convicted right now or just in shambles because I don't know if I know the voice of the Lord. Trust me, my goal tonight is that you would walk away with a game plan to get to know, to spend time knowing the Lord's voice. Y'all with me? Y'all cool with that? So that's the first thing. If his sheep know his voice the good shepherd's voice. The second thing is this. If you're taking notes, his sheep hear his voice. His sheep hear his voice. Now, some of you right now, you've got a couple different items in your hand. We're gonna bring those. You got your coins in your hand? Go ahead and grab those real quick. I'm gonna read a verse for us before we go any further. Make sure you get those out of the Ziploc bag. Hang on to them. John 10, verse 3. Everybody's got their coins. All right, before you 
shake them anymore. Just grab them and hold them for a second, all right? Everybody's like, are these things real? My goodness, are these things real? Okay, this is Chuck E. Cheese. What can we do with these things, man? All right, everybody take your coins and then hold them where you're at. All right, listen to this verse. Verse three of chapter 10, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. In verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. What John is saying about his sheep is that they have a very clear distinction about knowing the shepherd's voice and hearing it. Sometimes if we look at our life, or you can look around and you can see there's a lot of voices that are being spoken in our life. I got a couple buckets here. One of them is this. It says education on it. And what that means is in school, you hear a lot of voices and teachings about different things. Some of you go to private school. Some of you go to public school. Some of you go to home school. Some of you guys, anybody not go to school? Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Because if you were, I have to call the police. Legally, I have to call the police. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm just joking. I'm just being funny. No matter where you're at, you're hearing a lot of voices at school, at your education, that are teaching you and showing you different information about what's in the world. Another one would be your parents. No matter where you land, whether it's your mom or dad in the picture, your grandparents, you have a different guard in your life, parents are instrumental and key in teaching you and showing you things in the world. Another one are celebrities or influencers. You've got people like Mr. Beast. You've got Dude Perfect. You've got other people all over that are putting out stuff every single week, different content. You've got these kind of people that are giving you information, that are speaking in people's lives. Another one is your church, which is part of what we're part of this past weekend with Easter and other stuff, the mix, your life group, your church are key people that are investing and depositing truth in your life as well. Another one is your friends. These are people that are in your circle, people that you hang out with, people you connect with on your Friday nights. Your friends, regardless of what you think, are speaking into your life. I remember in middle school, I had a friend named Cody and a friend named Tyler. Both of them were my best friends, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you straight up, these guys were not pointing me to love Jesus more. I can guarantee you that. But they were a key voice in my life speaking into it. I modeled a lot of my life around what they thought. Another one is social media. I mean, this is a big one. Not all you guys have phones. I get it. If I were encouraging anything, I would say stay away from the phones as long as possible. Some of y'all have social media, and this is dictating the way you think or believe or what you want to be because of what you see on a feed every single day. There's another voice in your life. Another one would be television. This is everything from Disney Plus to Netflix to the March Madness right now. This is everything. This is a voice in your life, things that you model your life after because of what you see every single week. And then another one is your music. This one was a real struggle for me. I'm telling y'all, when I was in eighth grade, I had over $200 of iTunes, Apple Music that I had bought. And I'm gonna guarantee you, most of it was inappropriate that I knew my parents would not approve of. And I came home from church one day convicted about what I was putting inside of my heart and what I was putting inside of my ears every day. And I deleted my whole library, which was a, maybe not a big deal to you, but it was a big deal for me because I paid money for those songs. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of voices in your life that are speaking into it. 
And some of you are wondering why you have those coins, because this is what I want to do. I want to do an exercise and let y'all see what voices are speaking into your life. So I need your help. I need for a moment. I'm going to ask you three questions, and you're going to be able to put a coin in there for whichever one you want to, along any eight of these different jars of voices that are speaking into your life. So I'm going to give these three questions. If I could, Sarah Kate, I'm going to put all three of these questions up back to back so they can see real fast instead of doing it separate just because I want to make sure that they can all do it in a timely way. So these three questions, I'm going to show you the first one is this. Which of these voices in your life do you listen to the most? That's the first question. So you can take one of those coins in just a moment and you're going to put it in one of these buckets for which of these voices do you hear or listen to the most? Another question is this one. Which of these voices do you struggle with the most? Which one of these do you wrestle with or, or argue with? Or maybe you're just, you're just, it's a battle for you in your life right now. Which one of these voices are, fits that bill? And then the last one is this. Which of these voices in your life distracts you the most? So you have one, which one do you hear the most? Which one do you listen to the most? That can be in a positive way. The other one is a struggle. Which one are you wrestling with the most? And which one is the most distracting from what you believe the Lord is trying to teach you and grow you as a young man or woman? Does that make sense? So you got three coins. You can put it in any of the buckets there. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with this side right here going first, okay? Is that all right? Y'all with me? Y'all cool with that? Now you're gonna have to be smart about this. I'm already nervous about how you're going to move around and stuff, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. So you may want to walk out on this side and come around the front or walk around the back, or if you're close, you can jump in. When you drop your three coins and you go back to your seat, you're going to have about 60 seconds, and then we'll let the other side go, okay? All right, this side, y'all can go ahead. You got education. You've got parents. You've got friends. You've got celebrities or influencers. You've got social media. You've got music, TV, and church. All right, now we're going to move over to this side. Y'all feel like y'all know what to do? Y'all good? Go ahead. I'm going to start off with uh, education. There's a decent amount in there. I, I, apparently, there's a lot of you who really look up to um, some of your teachers. Are there, is there anybody who would just raise their hand and say they've got a couple of teachers that they're very thankful for that they put a coin in here for? There's, there's a lot of coins in here for people that at their school find a lot of value in their teachers and what they're telling them. That's incredible. That's good. Another one um, are parents, which I'm really surprised. I'm really thankful for this because I'm going to be honest, um, I can't champion enough. Growing up, I always doubt. I was like, mom and dad, they didn't get me. They didn't understand me. That's why I thought back in the day. And now I'm telling you, as a 28-year-old dude, I'm telling you straight up, like my mom and dad are so wise. I am so thankful for my parents. Like I want to go to them all the time. Like I'm so sorry where I just didn't trust you or doubted you like because you guys were really looking out for my best interests. Like parents are, I just want to show you, know, like if you can get it at your age right now at middle school, that parents are for you, they're not against you, they're really in your corner. Um, I'm telling you, this is a home run. I can't, I can't advise this enough. These are godly counsel from parents. Celebrities, I'm very thankful. There's not a lot in celebrities. Some of you guys may have a lot of people that you look up to in the celebrity corner, but um, this is really kind of streamed from internet and voices from there. Uh, church, thankful for this one. This could be, I know for me, like growing up, my youth pastor, Jack Napier, really made a big impact on my life. He would come hang out with me. We'd play Xbox together, but he would also like teach the word with me all the time. Like he was just a dear friend that helped 
challenge me and call me out for things in my life. Some of y'all got Garrett and Abby and Morgan and Grace that are just really investing there. Yeah, Garrett, yeah. Um, this one is friends. I think that, to be honest, so far, this one is probably the largest. Think about it right now. Uh, about your friends. I want you to think about it um, in the sense of not just them and their voice, but think about you. Are you a godly voice as a friend in your circle? Like, I, right here, guys, right here. Right here, man. Like, do you speak scripture and truth of your friends when they're struggling? Do you gossip about friends? Do you cuss? Do you say inappropriate jokes and language? Like, are you a godly voice in your friends' lives? And also, do you have any godly friends that are really building you up that you're listening to? Social media. I'm thankful that it's not the most. I'm be honest. I'm very am. Uh, social media is a big one, though. I would think that a lot of people are looking at on a constant basis of trying to figure out what are other people saying and what's their opinion. And then television, television and music are another two. This one I want you to see. There's a lot of voices in our lives, right? There's a lot of people that are constantly speaking in your day, in your week, that are speaking to you and influencing the way you think, believe, and act. Does that make sense? Like, regardless of what you do, like, you can't stay under a rock all day. You've got to be out in the world. You've got to be around people. But the question is, is, are those voices influencing and directing you to pursue the Lord more? Or are they more of a wedge and a distraction from what the Lord is trying to do in your life? Tonight, my goal is that you would see the voices in your life and help looking at them and saying, I'm going to start trying to listen to my parents more. Or maybe I'm going to try to be discipled by my life group leader or different ones who can help be a good voice in my life. Or maybe you look at things like social media or TV or music and say, man, I'm going to start cutting some of these things off that I'm seeing or hearing on a regular basis because they're not pushing me to hear the voice of the Lord, but they are, they are combating that on a regular weekly basis. Does that make sense? Y'all with me? That's one side of it. But number two is this. I want you to be able to tune in to put some of these down for a moment and hear the voice of the Lord. Some of you just need to spend time hearing the Lord. And if I'm being real frank with you, like God's word is called God's word because it is God's word, right? It's the voice of the Lord. This is the primary way God is gonna speak to you. If you're not spending time in the word of God, you're not going to be hearing from the Lord on a regular basis. I promise you, like this morning, I woke up and I was spending time in John chapter 10. This past week, I was reading Nehemiah chapter 1. And the Lord was giving me a nugget of truth, things that I needed to hear this week for Corey O'Hara. Some of you have challenges and trials and struggles in your life that you're like, man, I just need Help, I just need direction. I need, I need some strength. And those things are gonna come from the Lord himself. He's gonna give you a word of encouragement. He'll give you a word of conviction. He'll give you a word of promise. He'll give you a truth that you need to store up in your heart. And that's only gonna come from this right here. It's not gonna come from, man, YouTube or celebrities or 
Disney Plus this week, man, those things are not going to speak truth in your life like the Word of God will. And that's why it says that living, that the Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the heart. It means it, it speaks truth in a real, alive way directed to you. The Lord is still alive speaking through a scripture today, and He wants to speak to you. I, I could stay here for a long time. I'm sorry. Some of you guys are like, man, I get it. I read the Bible. I get that. I'm just telling you right now, like, will you go home and spend time seeking to hear the Lord? If you want to know the voice of the Lord, you got to hear the voice of the Lord. If you're not in his word, I promise you're going to miss it. There's more ways you can hear from the word, for hear from the Lord. I'm just going to stop there, though. I'm going to stop with that for tonight of just the word. Some of you just need to start here. If you want to know more, some of you are reading the word daily and you want to know more about how to hear the voice of the Lord because you're like, man, I'm reading every day. Maybe I'm, I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm just not getting through somewhere. I'm not hearing the Lord like I want to hear him. Come talk to me. I'd love to give you some other things that I do in my week that just help me to be able to better tune in, to tune my ears in, to be able to hear what the Lord is saying in my life through prayer and other stuff, Okay. But for starters, if you're like, I want to start hearing the voice of the Lord, begin with reading the Bible. My best encouragement is start in the book of John and just start reading and see where the Lord speaks to you this week. The last thing I got for you, and then uh, I'm going to stop on this end, is about his sheep that not just know the voice of the Lord or hear the voice of the Lord, but finally they follow the voice of the Lord. And I got to I'm going to show you one last verse, and then i got a video for you I want to show you as well that really pictures about hearing, knowing, and following. The verse is this. It says in um, John chapter 10, verse 27, that my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. They follow me. What does it mean to follow the Lord? It means to obey. It means to walk in, to pursue, to stay in the company with, to abide with the good shepherd. If you were to go to um, somewhere where there was a lot of sheep and there was actually someone who shepherds them, uh, their shepherd, when they speak, the sheep know the shepherd's voice and when they hear it, they will always follow him. You saw the whole herd like jump to go chase after the shepherd, right? They knew that he was going to feed them and take care of them. In, uh, in Psalm 23, it's so good. It's, it's an incredible psalm. David writes, he has this picture of being a sheep before a shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, meaning that he supplies all of my needs and I rest in him. He leads me beside still waters. It means basically that there is peace. I'm satisfied in that. He restores my soul, soul care from the shepherd. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Literally, he leads him in the good way. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He says, even though I'm surrounded by enemies, I look over my shoulder and King Saul's chasing me. I look over my other shoulder and Goliath is there. No matter what the valley is, I will fear no evil. Why? Because my good shepherd is with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It means no matter what's in front of me, you still provide for me. You still take care of me. I have no worry. 
He says, you anoint my head with oil, meaning your favor is on me. My cup overflows, meaning like whatever my heart's desire was, you have filled it up and it is just overflowing. And then he finally says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord, my God. I tell you all that because here's the deal. David knew the voice of the shepherd. He heard the voice of the shepherd and he followed him. And we always look at David and think about all the things he got to be a part of. And I believe it's because he was so close to the Lord. I want to be a sheep that knows my shepherd's voice, that hears my shepherd's voice and follows him. Don't you? Don't you want to know the Lord in a way like that and walk with him? Students, if you want to hear the voice of the Lord more in your life, I encourage you to take your Bible and start reading. And I promise the Lord's going to speak to you in some really powerful ways.